Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. And uh, hope everybody slept well and hope everybody has a great day today. Just be careful as you're going out and about. It's another old rainy, cold, wet day today. So uh, be careful as you're running out and about. Who all do we have watching this morning here? Let's see. We got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Jennifer Honeycutt, Angel Dixon, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Pam Jones, and uh, there's quite a few more watching, but that's all the names that I see uh, thus far. So I appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, praise the Lord for being able to say those wonderful pledges this morning. Mike Hensley, good morning. Appreciate you tuning in, my good friend. Well, I tell you what, guys. I uh, The morning's barely got started and I'm already losing my temper. I... Uh, <laughs> I was on the old uh, uh, Twitter feeds, and uh, Stephen King has absolutely lost his ever-loving mind. Then again, he's another one of those Trump-hating lunatic liberals anyway. But actually, he had put on there, well, this is, uh, he said that, um, uh, how did he word it, um, uh, to the fact that um, Putin's going to regret his actions because of uh, now that Biden's in office. Something to the, and I was like, I, I put literally laughing emojis underneath it, and I said, is this a joke? I said, you know, this is, uh, you know, uh, we were respected when uh, Trump was in office. I said, now we have this senile individual in there trying to run our country, and I'm laughing. I ain't a vice president. I said, we went from being respected to a laughing stock. And uh, it just, uh, and then the, the, the crazy comments underneath it were going along with what, uh, Stephen King was saying it just it's just it, it is is mind-boggling I don't get it I don't I, I cannot understand how you see all the good that Trump was doing for this country and putting his best interest uh, at, at the forefront trying to keep us safe bringing you know uh, peace in the Middle East more or less and and uh, uh, all the the deals that he was doing uh, our economy was booming and then to see the polar opposite and the weakness that we see now and people, I, I don't get it. I don't understand the, the hate for Trump and how they want to glorify and uplift this, the lunacy It's in our office. The guy rambles. It makes no sense. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I'm just, I am flabbergasted. I feel like I uh, was uh, took a peek into an alternate dimension, and I'm just, I don't, uh, it's just really weird. I do not get it at all. But, um, of course, you know, the big concern right now is that uh, Russia is invading Ukraine, and uh, they're looking at a possible war. Could this be the beginning of World War III? Don't know. But uh, it is setting a precedence because 
All Biden wants to do is uh, 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 create sanctions. Ooh, you know, I'm sure Putin is just shaking in his boots as uh, Biden is riding sanctions. You know, it's kind of like when Obama said, I'm going to draw a line in the sand. whoop de stot you know. I mean, <laughs> it's like he drew that line. They crossed it. Well, I'm going to draw another line. You know, like the kid on the playground, you know, trying to avoid a fight. I, I, you step over this line, we'll step over this line. Well, here's another line, you know. It's uh, it's pitiful, guys. It just really is. But like I said before, this is just setting a presence of our weakness. Uh, just now that, you know, when they see that Russia is going to get away with this invasion, next step could be China invading Taiwan. Next step could be somebody trying to invade us. Uh, it's, uh, you know, who knows? But, uh, you know, we don't need to be fearful or worry. God's in control. I ain't worried about it. But uh, it just amazes me, though, some of the comments and thinking out there in this world is just mind-boggling. And I have to really scale back my temper that's for sure so hello terry hutchison christy lee Allis, brandy boyd young darlene barker so appreciate you guys for tuning in in the middle of my rant <laughs> this morning all right let's look at our verse of discussion we're looking at colossians 1 28 through 29 him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in christ for this I toil, struggling with all his energy, that he powerfully works within me. All right. As me old Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, my friends, it is um, uh, interesting uh, to see the transformation and changes uh, when somebody comes to Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. It is um that's one of the things that was in the um, written devotion this morning. Uh, you know, I have uh, seen individuals come in and who uh, were really rough, hardcore uh, in their lives, and turn the, and once they come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, to see that amazing transformation uh, at work and how Jesus is is uh, understanding His redemption, His sanctification. Uh, seeing that change in their lives, uh, how God is shaping and molding them in that new creation. And, you know, I was relating that to uh, wood carving. Uh, you know, that's one thing I really enjoy. I love to uh, to to work with wood, and, and I'm not near as good. you got people like Mike Kinsley out there that's just like... Uh, uh, incredible uh, you know he can he can build things that um, would put majority of people I know to shame I mean he's very talented with that kind of stuff I, uh, I enjoy wood carving I like working with wood uh, but it's just my my health unfortunately just it really limits me you know it's like right now my stupid ears filled with fluid I can hardly hear and pain and discomfort supposed to have surgery uh, this coming Monday and oh they, they called me and said uh, the uh, uh, doctor is going to be out of town next week so we're going to push it off to March 11th so now I got to suffer with this mess that much longer so it limits me you know what I can do but nonetheless uh, you know when looking at wood carving you know when I um, you know it's one it's difference between building something you know you could build something with plans and to scale and uh, you know the certain measurements and you know uh, the length of wood and you know you have you know that's uh takes precision you know it's like when i had the cnc machine i i ended up selling it fortunately i got what i paid for it out of it but i wasn't very good with those kind of things when you know when it comes to that uh, specific kinds of measurement and precision and way it had to program and you could do amazing things with it but i i struggled uh uh, with a lot of this stuff, with the thickness of wood and the different types of wood, it was I, I really had a hard time with it. So, uh, but with carving, what I like about it is I can look at a piece of wood 
and uh, I can envision uh, what I want to create out of that piece of wood, the shape, uh, the look. And if I want to, so I start carving away, knocking off the pieces I don't want, to I start slowly start forming the image of what I do want. And that's something I really enjoy. I love, you know, I love, I like making walking sticks. That's one of my favorites. I love to carve uh, the faces and things into that and enjoy that. But um, that's kind of what God does with us. You know, he knocks off all those pieces that aren't necessary to get to the pieces that are and that he can use and that he can cultivate and, and, and use for his glory. And that's great, you know, and that's something that we have to pursue as Christians is that maturity in Christ Jesus. You know, I think some Christians think, I look at other Christians, and that's how they gauge their maturity. But that's not the case. You can't look at somebody else and say, well, I'm I'm up here, and you know, I can see where this person's at down here. You can't do that. You know, you've got to constantly be striving and, and for that mind of Christ, striving to be closer to the Lord, striving every day, trusting and leaning upon Him. You know, trust me, the devil gives us plenty of fears and worries and anxieties each and every day. Every day, the devil pops up in my head that uh, makes me worry or upset, and I have to just pray every day. You know, I don't worry about tomorrow. I just pray every day, Lord, help me to trust in you today. Help me to lean on you today. Help me to get through today. And then if the Lord grants me another day, I'll do the same thing. But that's all I can do is humble myself and give that over to the Lord each and every day. And that's why we have to continually grow and look at those areas in our lives that needs to be changed, to be carved away so that we come strong, so that we come closer to the Lord. And, you know, it's another thing that we need to understand, too, that, you know, if we once we start, once we come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we want the um, well, it kind of goes back to what I said before. And I don't want to sound like a, a broken record. But it's that the fact that we are on a mission field and that when you once you kind of know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, we fall under the guidelines of the Great Commission to go forth to all nations. And uh, we need to make sure that we're uh, making every opportunity to sell, tell someone about Jesus Christ. And I think you know, a lot of people uh, are fearful or uh, are not willing uh, to be used by the Lord to accomplish that goal. And we need to make sure that we're Christ-like in our conduct and character. You know, does that? What does your conduct and character dictate? Does it show, uh, and uh, that your life has changed? Does it show that? You, does it reflect uh, that walk with Jesus Christ? I try to think about that. You know, for whatever reason, that's been on my mind more and more here lately. Uh, and so, before I react, I've been really been trying to think about my conduct, my speech, and whether it's just at home by myself, whether it's uh, a a heated discussion with my uh, spouse. <laughs> or whatever, I'm trying really hard to be more aware of words that are used. And uh, even though I, I just want to make sure that I, I'm trying to not be a perfect person because I'm not. Nobody's perfect. There's none righteous on the one. We're not perfect. It's the matter of fact of, of trying to shed myself of old habits and ways of thinking and trying to strive more to do those things that I know are pleasing and honoring to Christ. It's that journey to maturity. You know, there's a lot of things that I thought was funny when I was younger uh, that I would watch, and I think it's completely stupid now. In fact, the other day, I can't remember what movie it was. The other day, I thought, well, I've seen that in a while. I thought, that was a really funny movie. And I turned it on, and I thought, 
this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I thought, this is just stupid. I thought, where, well, how did I think this was funny? In fact, I didn't even finish what. I can't remember what it was now. I, my mind's went blank on me, but I just cut it off. I just like, this is stupid. Went on to something else. You know, I just think it shows that level of maturity. There's things that when we were younger that we might have said or done and uh, that now we look back on and cringe, you know. But And so that's, I think, it's the same thing with our Christian walk. We need to cont- continually be moving in the right direction. And it's not fun. It is not easy. Look at growing pain. When you're growing up as a child, remember how your bones would hurt and your muscles would hurt because you're going through those growing pains. It wasn't fun, uh, but it's part of the process uh, as you grow into adulthood. Uh, in fact, the human brain is only fully developed until you're almost 25 years old. Uh, you, know, you know, so these kids making decisions, that's what's sad. These kids going off to war at 18, uh, going in the military, and their brains aren't even fully developed yet, you know. But nonetheless, uh, as Christians, uh, we have to realize that there are areas in our lives. We, that's why we go through those trials. It's those growing pains we have to go through to help us push us towards that maturity, uh, to spiritual adulthood, if you will. And we, that's why we have to work on those areas that are, are sinful, those areas in our lives that we know are not honoring to Christ Jesus. And, uh, you know, another thing we have to understand, too, that, you know, when we become Christians, the responsibilities, you know, I think a lot of people have this idea that it's just a job for pastors. It's not, you know, and I, and I feel like I've kind of hit on this a lot here lately, but, you know, sometimes things just bear repeating. You know, there's a, uh, uh, hello, Karen Smith. And uh, there was um, a story about a young pastor who was called to, to preach at a church who didn't have one. And he preached a sermon and they thought it was great and wonderful. Well, the next Sunday he preached the same exact sermon. I thought, well, okay. So they told him it was really good. Third Sunday, he preached the same sermon. They were like, okay, fourth sermon, fourth Sunday. And they was like, about fifth or sixth, they said, I said, wait a minute. I said, why do you keep preaching the same sermon over and over? He said, when you get this down, he said, I'll move on to something else. So, you know, sometimes some things bear repeating uh, to get through to understand our responsibilities as Christians. So I might repeat myself a lot, but there's a good reason why. And I just do what I feel the Spirit leads me to speak on and to say. I don't. I don't pre-prepare. I don't. I don't practice what I want to say in the mornings or Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday mornings. I study and then I let the Holy Spirit guide me from there. And if that's repeated, then I feel like the Lord has a reason why it's repeated. But the thing of it is, a lot of people who come to know Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, they think it's just for pastors only. But we are all workers. We are all God's people, and we all share that responsibility in sharing the word uh, to everyone and anyone who will listen. You know, last yesterday, a friend of mine, uh, you know, and I say friend, I say I use that loosely. And the fact I never even met the guy, you know, uh, he's on my Facebook. Uh, you know, he's uh, uh, he rides motorcycle stuff. He's a nice guy, young, younger guy. Uh, he um, uh, he lives down in Florida and he had uh, and, it, and I, it really bothered me. You know, he put a quote there by Patton, which, you know, Patton was pretty foul mouth. So I didn't think too much about it. And he had a, a gun on there with a Bible verse. And so people was giving him a hard time because the quote of Patton that he used, used the Lord's name in vain. And then because he had that Bible verse engraved on that gun, it was kind of giving him a tough time. Uh, you know, and so normally I just kind of scroll on past that. But what bothered me more than anything was that this young man, his views on religion. And he's, he said, I, I have met more atheists who were nice and generous than judgmental Christians. And uh, he was talking about the uh, good aspects he has found in Hinduism and Buddhism 
and even some things he's pulled from Christianity and his 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 skewed view of religion, and it really bothered me. You know, I, I, the you know, of course there's people who were I don't want to say firing back, but their their hearts were in a good place and some stuff they were saying. And then you had those who were like him, who were firing back at their response as uh, non-Christians. But and I started to go on, but it really bothered me and nagged at me. And so I just made it simple and clear. I put a quote by Charles Spurgeon in regards to the fact that, um, you know, uh, all religions can't be true. If all religions are true, then Christianity is true. But is so. The, but the point of the matter is, Christianity, if it's true, discounts all other religions because Jesus Christ says, "I am the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father through me. I am the only way into heaven." And so that therefore negates all other religions. And so either Christianity is true or Christianity is false, and you had to make that decision. And I and I put that on there. And of course, I paraphrase it. That's not a word for word. You know uh, what I put. But uh, just, I just want to put just enough to make him think. Because it bothers me to think that this man may spend all of eternity in hell. And it should bother you that anybody would spend an eternity in hell. It should gnaw at you. It should bother you. It should aggravate you to the point that you feel that you have to react. You have to be proactive because you want to make sure that somebody you know uh, or a stranger you've just met, that they know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I don't know if anything, you know, I know that this, this young man has told me in the past uh, that the only, uh, and it, it puts a, a, a huge weight of burden on my shoulders, is the fact that he said, well, the only uh, aspect of Christianity I get is the stuff that you post or put on Facebook is the only thing that he, you know, so that, uh, you know, that, that weighs on my shoulders, you know, because I don't want that uh, responsibility to think that I'm the only thing that he's watching, you know, and because uh, I could put some crazy stuff on Facebook, you know, as you well know. But, um, you know, so when we know Jesus Christ, we know that uh, it goes, we accept him. Uh, we seek upon his wisdom, not on human wisdom, but on God's wisdom. And that we are Christ-centered, you know, in all areas and all avenues of our life. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are not centered. They don't have Christ-centered in their lives. You know, they may be, they may have God, you know, it's kind of like, um, that's a good way to put it. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a good way to put it. You know, it is, uh, well, if he's putting together a car. And you have to have, uh, you know, your transmission, your engine. And when you go to put that engine in there, you have to have that, uh, what they call it, like the hub, like where the, where the clutch works and everything. You know, if it's just off-center just a little bit, well, that engine and transmission is not going to hook together properly. If that hub's just a little too thick, it's not going to sync up like it's supposed to be. And so you have to make sure you have that right kind of uh, hub in the where the engine and the transmission comes together. It has to be just perfect or it won't align. And that's the way it is with uh, Christianity. You know, if we don't have Christ completely centered, everything else is not going to fit. Nothing, nothing else is going to work properly. It's not going to come together and run as, as functionally as it should. And, you know, a lot of people have other things centered in their lives, whether it's their jobs or families or children, uh, money, whatever it is that in their lives, that's what, that is their center. Remember, who loves father and mother more than me is not worth me. Who loves uh, son or daughter more than me is not worth me. Uh, you know, who's not willing to take up the cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. We have to make sure that we are Christ-centered, that we, once we come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, we are keeping him in the center and the forefront of all things. And when we do that, then we want to do those things that please him. We want to do those things that honor him. And we want to go out and tell others about Jesus Christ. 
Christ. And we want to make sure that we are growing and we rely on his working power within us to take away those areas, that carving away those areas that we don't need, don't want in our lives, that we can be transformed to the likeness of Jesus Christ, transformed in the new creation of God. So remember that as you're going out and about today, that you are a new creation. Think about those areas that need work. Think about those areas that need to be carved off. Think about how you can witness and tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. And make sure that you are eager and make sure that you are bothered that there are those who may be going to hell and that you're seeking Christ daily to use your gifts and talents to glorify him. Let us pray. And if our Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for your grace, your mercy. Have us, Lord, every day to, uh, to be, have that mind of Christ, to strive to be more like you. And Lord, help us to put away the old man. And Lord, let us realize that we are that new creation, that we're constantly in the state of transformation, and that we want to grow and be more like you. Lord, if anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that you'll be with each and every person who are watching and listening this morning. Watch over, protect them, keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in. Lord, be with our kids as they're going to school and work and uh, various places that you put a hedge of protection about them and keep them safe and well. Lord, I do pray that you be with all those on social media who have requested prayer, who are needing help. Lord, that you'll help them in their uh, physicalities, uh, that they may be dealing with sickness and illness. Pray you be with those, as I mentioned earlier, who are ill spiritually, who need you, Lord Jesus, that they will come to a saving knowledge of you. Lord, I pray you be with uh, all my friends and family, and that you keep them safe and well until we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last. Why? Say it with me. Because one day it will be. And don't forget to tune in tonight at 7 o'clock for our Wednesday evening service. Thanks for watching and God bless.